Shadow Hills has always been a beautiful place. A peaceful small town in the middle of the mountains, so quiet and safe that everybody can always leave the door unlocked and sleep with the window open. It's one of those places that's almost so perfect, it seems like out of a movie. Despite not having a big population, the people of Shadow Hills are very close, and most of them have something in common, being united by faith. The people in Shadow Hills share the same beliefs and way of living. However, the people there don't discriminate against people who don't share the same faith. You could take me and my family as an example. My parents do not follow any religion, neither do I. Yet, we're very included in different activities and, well, we get on just fine with the others. I was born there. My parents moved there when my mom was in her second trimester. They just thought it was a beautiful place to live. And surprisingly, my family and I can make a better living in a small place like Shadow Hills where there aren't any big chains. Unlike in the big cities in California where big chain brands are taken over independent bakeries and other businesses. Ever since I was a small kid, I kind of knew that Shadow Hills was a good place. Everybody knows of each other, and it feels like your neighbors are your family. All of my memories of playing in the street and the forests with my friends and riding our bikes, and of course, pissing off old Jerry Cruz, the old owner of the local general store. One day, I was playing outside my house with my friends. Our bakery is located on the first floor of our house. My friends constantly visited me because they knew my mom always gave them muffins and fresh bread. After my mom gave us something to eat, we calmly sat in the garden when a car arrived at the house next door. A woman and a child exited the car, grabbing a few suitcases. They must be moving to the empty house next to you, Dominic, one of my friends, said, and he was right. When my mother noticed that the woman and child were struggling to carry the heavy suitcases, she told my friends and me to go help the woman, and we did as we were told. When we offered to help her, she seemed very shy but very touched by our gesture. After helping, my friends and I introduced ourselves to her and her son, who was very, very quiet. The woman's name was Heather, and her son's name was Valentino. He was 13 years old, just like me. We offered Valentino to come and play with us, if he wanted, but Heather, his mom, politely rejected the offer in his name, saying that he needed to help her unpack. We understood, and so we left. Later on, just before dinner, my mom and I went to the new neighbor's house to take a tart as a welcome gift. When we got there, Heather opened the door and welcomed us. Mom introduced herself and talked a bit with Heather, and I asked Heather if I could go say hi to Valentino. She was hesitant for a second, but then she said yes, and so I got to his room and I asked if I can enter. Valentino, who was organizing his room, looked at me and nodded. I was surprised to see that his room was very simple and dark, not like the room of any other kid. So, like... Is this your mom's room? I asked. No, it's mine. He answered. Well, 
I mean, where's all your stuff? Where's your toys? I asked him. No, I don't have any. What's the point? He answered. I felt bad asking him that. Maybe he had to leave his toys in his previous house, or maybe his mom didn't have money for toys. I wanted to make things better, so I tried being really nice. Well, I mean, if you want to play with a toy or something, you could come by my house anytime. I've got, I got plenty of stuff, you know? A Nintendo Wii, I've got all these G.I. Joes and stuff. I offered to him. Valentino's blue eyes lit up as soon as I said that. But oddly enough, his smile didn't match the emotion his face was showing. He smiled, but for some reason, made me feel very uneasy. He was very small for his age and extraordinarily skinny. He kind of looked like an old person at the same time as a young person, and his attitude was not that of a child. He sounded and acted more like an adult. His dark hair was perfectly combed to one side, and his clothes were spotless. It might sound strange, but I kind of lost myself analyzing him for a few minutes before Heather came to the room. Evan, are you okay? We've been calling for you, honey, she said. Oh, yeah, sorry, I got caught up, I answered. So is everything alright? Heather shyly asked. Oh, yes, mama. Why wouldn't it be? Valentino interrupted as he grinned. Now after he said that, Heather took me downstairs to my mom who asked me why I wasn't answering her. I said I didn't even hear them, and they explained to me that they had called me five times. I found that incredibly odd. You know, looking back, maybe I did get lost analyzing Valentino longer than expected. Before leaving, Mom said to Heather she'd see her at church on Sunday. Now I know that sounds weird considering I said my family and I are not religious, but every Sunday there was a gathering at the back of the church where almost everybody in town went to share food and talk and just overall socialize. Now I didn't see Valentino for a few days, that is until that Sunday. By the time I arrived at the church social room with my parents, Valentino was already there with his mom, as they had been to church and he was sitting with the other kids eating. I said hi to him, and he answered by grinning. I asked my friends why they were eating earlier. They said it's because the pastor began feeling bad, so he had to finish a bit earlier. Now apparently, at some point during the service, he spaced out while giving a sermon to the public to the point where someone had to touch his shoulders so that the pastor would snap out of it. After this, he tried to keep going with the sermon, but he explained that he was feeling really weak, almost to the point of fainting, so that he had to leave sooner. Now while talking about this, I remember looking at Valentino while he had a smirk on his face all along. He noticed I was looking at him, so he stopped. I always felt uneasy seeing Valentino's smile. He could be described as a, a handsome kid, I guess. In fact, people in town said he was kind of a cute kid. But whenever he smiled or smirked, I kind of felt strange. It was so unnatural. 
After eating, my friends and I went to play outside. Everybody was in the same area, but some of us were sort of doing our own thing. Some were playing tag while others climbed trees, went into the forest. I was just part of the group that was playing tag. And everything seemed to be going well until we heard a loud bang. One of the boys, Matthew, had fallen from a tree. I didn't look, but he must have fallen pretty high for it to sound that way. When we came to see Matthew, he was bleeding from his head. Some of the kids immediately ran back inside to tell the adults. Matthew's older brother, my friend Donovan, was there holding his hand trying to find his pulse. I'm not sure if he really knew what he was doing, but Matthew looked so bad that we were afraid that he had died. And so when Matthew and Donovan's father arrived, he knew that Matthew was alive. Mr. Arver, the town's doctor, well, he came too and told us to call 911. As Matthew was unresponsive and he was bleeding from his head, uh, things were very serious. We were all asked to leave with the exception of a few people to give the family privacy and space for the paramedics. On our way home, my parents walked with Heather. They were talking about Matthew's accident. I asked Valentino if he had seen Matthew falling. Valentino then looked at me with his deep blue eyes and said, Well, yes, of course I did. I couldn't help but to ask. Well, Valentino, I mean, how did it happen? Let me know. To which Valentino replied, Bad. We'll have to see if he survives, right? I was like, what the hell, Valentino? I just, I just found this statement so odd. But I thought he might have been in shock after seeing this. I mean, I knew some of the other kids were. Later on that night, something strange happened. I was sleeping when I heard a noise coming from downstairs. Of course, I got up and I decided to go and see what it was. As I opened the bakery's door, I saw Valentino stuffing his face with food. Raspberry danishes. When he got caught, he stopped eating and looked at me straight in the eye as his eyes turned red. But before I had the chance to speak, I woke up. Hell, it was the worst nightmare that I had had in a couple of years. The next day when I woke up, I began to wonder why my dream felt so real, and I ran down the stairs while still in my pajamas, and I asked my parents, who were already working, if I could take some fresh bread for Heather and Valentino. And they said yes, of course. And so I knocked on Heather's door. She was surprised to see me. I gave her the bread and asked if everything was okay in her house. Heather always looked kind of scared and fragile. But when I asked her that, she acted way weirder than normal. She said they were okay, but her eyes about to tear up said otherwise, as if she wanted to tell me something that she couldn't. I left after she answered, but I just wasn't content. Part of me felt that I was overreacting, but the other part of me felt that worse things were yet to come. And I was right. And so everything was relatively calm for a week. 
I mean, Matthew was still in the hospital in town, and Pastor was still feeling odd after the Sunday sermon. But everything else was okay. But one day after school, my friends and I, including Valentino, who now went to our school, we went out playing in the woods. As we were on our way, my friend Lawson asked Valentino about his father. Hey, do you have a dad? I, I never see him around, Lawson had asked them. Well, of course, Valentino replied. Well, I mean, how is he? What does he do? Lawson curiously asked him. Oh, he's great. Although he's away, we constantly speak, he replied. Ah, oh, cool. Well, when will we meet him? Lawson had asked. Once everything's ready for him, Valentino replied as he smiled. I wanted to jump into the conversation and ask what that meant, but by the time I was going to speak, we were already in the woods and my friends had rushed on their bikes. Now, everybody loved going downhill with their bikes. I mean, that's what we constantly did. We were so used to the woods, the, the mountains and our mountain bikes. And that's why I found it strange when Lawson began struggling. My brakes! He screamed as he wasn't able to stop his bike on time and hit a tree. All of us ran down to Lawson, just to find that his arm was clearly broken. It was just dangling there. We checked his bike and it seemed to be okay, but he swore for a moment that he lost total control of it. Nothing had worked. When he said this, I looked around and noticed all of us were there with him, except for Valentino, who was uphill looking at us with a very seriously stern face. Now, if I had had a bad feeling before all this, well, it intensified at that moment. I knew some way or another that Valentino had something to do with it. And so after we took Lawson to his house, which was quite the struggle by the way, he passed out a couple of times, his arm was flopping around my shoulder, but everybody else went home. I had to walk my way with Valentino, which made me feel very uneasy. I tried to walk fast, but he was walking slowly. Are you in a hurry? He calmly asked me. I didn't want him to completely know how I felt, so I just told him that I needed to go back and help my parents with the bakery. I love the danishes that your parents bake, he said. I think I then said something along the lines of, well, you can eat whatever you want, to try to appear friendly. Once we were around the corner of our houses, I saw my dad outside. So as I said goodbye, I ran towards my father. We were eating dinner that night, and I asked mom if she knew about Valentino's father. But she explained that Heather is a single mom, and that Valentino's father was not present in their lives. Now, this was completely opposite to what Valentino said, and at that moment I knew for sure I had to try to dig for more information. And so later on, I was in bed, not completely asleep, when I heard a noise downstairs. I got up from my bed and went down to the bakery. As I opened the door, the two red eyes met mine in the dark. And it was no other than Valentino. 
I stood still, thinking it might be a dream, as I saw him eating raspberry danishes. I slapped my face and noticed I wasn't dreaming, and so I talked to him. Valentino, what are you doing here? I asked. Well, you told me to come here whenever I wanted. He answered using an unusual voice. Well, I felt scared. I was trying to understand why his eyes looked so different. But next thing I knew, I was completely hypnotized by them. I stood still for who knows how long until my dad came downstairs and saw me standing by the bakery's door. My dad screamed at me and told me off for eating all the raspberry danishes. I said it wasn't me, but he didn't believe me, and I told him it had been Valentino who had sneaked in, but there was no signs that he had broken it. And so the next day at school, I felt uneasy as I could feel, Valentino constantly staring at me, but I still pretended things were, well, that they were okay. And at school, I heard from Dominic that Donovan and Matthew were back. My friend suggested for us to visit them the next day. However, I was in a rush. I needed to speak to Matthew about his accident. So without telling anybody, I went to their house after school. Donovan opened the door and was surprised to hear that I wanted to talk to his younger brother. And Donovan explained to me that Matthew didn't remember what had happened and that he's feeling very confused and he's saying things that don't make any sense. But I insisted for him to let me speak to his brother until he accepted. And so I went to Matthew's room. I said hi to him and then asked him if it was okay for him to tell me what had happened. Matthew was shy and didn't want to talk, but when I told him it was important, and explained that Lawson had been hurt in a strange bike accident. He looked at Donovan and asked his brother to leave the room. We were alone, and Matthew told me that while he was climbing the tree that day, he looked around to check on the others when his eyes met the new boy, Valentino. He claims that when he looked at Valentino... He felt hypnotized, as if he couldn't think straight anymore. Then, all of a sudden, a voice in his head told him to throw himself from the tree. He didn't want to, but this voice was powerful and mind-numbing. It was almost controlling his actions. Against his wishes, he ended up dropping completely by himself. Now, upon learning this... I felt so bad for little Matthew, but I was relieved that I was right and that there was something off about Valentino. Matthew and I had come to the agreement we would do whatever it takes to unmask him and make sure people in town know about it and are safe again. After leaving Matthew's house, I went back to my own. When I got there, my mom told me my friends had come over to invite me to the woods about 30 minutes ago. I'd asked her if Valentino was with him. She said yes, and I knew this was the perfect time. So I told my mom I was going to play with my friends. But in reality, I went over next door to Heather's. So 
Heather opened the door, and she was surprised as all hell to see me. I was honest with her and told her I knew something was up with her son. Heather seemed just so afraid and tried to deny it at first. But I insisted, telling her I knew he was behind all the bad things happening in town. And that's when Heather broke out into tears. Once she was through about a half a box of tissues, I asked her how Valentino could be related to what's happening in Shadow Hills. Heather thanked me for wanting to help, but just claimed that I was too young to understand. Now, seeing that I wouldn't take no for an answer, she told me to sit up as she grabbed a folder that was hidden in between some knitting boxes. She then handed me the folder. When I opened it, there were newspaper articles of things that had been happening in different towns over the last seven years. Things very similar to what was happening in Shadow Hills. People having strange accidents. Even things such as death and fires. I asked her what this all meant. She then explained to me that those were all the towns where she and Valentino previously lived. It wasn't weird for me to hear that Valentino had done all those things, but I couldn't understand how he did some of those things when he was just six or seven. I mean, after all, how could a child do all of that? But Heather revealed to me the truth, that although it's hard to believe, that it's not impossible. Heather used to live in a house away from everything growing up. She was part of a large religious family who also lived deep in the mountains. However, her parents were very strict and didn't let their kids have contact with the outside world. One day, there was a handsome middle-aged man who came to their house. And although her father hardly ever allowed visitors, there was something about the man who made him change his opinion. And so, he allowed the man to stay. Now a few days after staying, Heather said a voice inside of her told her that she had to be intimate with the man. And deep down, Heather thought and kind of knew it was wrong. She claimed she felt something inside of her pushing her to do so. And so, Heather stayed with the man. I thought it was strange she was telling me all this. I mean, I was only 13 at the time, but anyway, I digress. But while she was with him, his appearance changed. He no longer looked handsome. Hell, he didn't even look human. His skin turned dark red. Black eyes with very white pupils. He lost his hair and tiny little spikes protruded from his back. The whole time Heather was telling me this, I thought she was insane. And so, after everything was said and done, so to speak, Heather passed out until the next morning. When she woke up, there were no signs of the man. She asked her family about the man's whereabouts, and they said, What man? There was no man here. Heather was upset but didn't mention anything else due to shame. She also tried to avoid thinking about the thing that she saw when she was with him and tried to convince herself it was only a hallucination, a, 
a bad dream, or perhaps even a nightmare. However, a couple of months later, Heather and her family realized she was pregnant. Although, the family was very upset, they allowed Heather to continue living with them. And Heather gave birth to Valentino, and lived with them on the farm for five years. But the day that Valentino turned six, everything changed. There was one day where Heather left the property to go and collect wood, but when she came back, she noticed that the farmhouse and the barns were completely on fire, and screams from her dying family could be heard. But it was too late to save them. The most disturbing part was that Valentino was standing in front of the burning house with a smile on his face and holding a box of matches. Heather refused to acknowledge that this was on purpose and thought it was only coincidence or perhaps even an accident. She then escaped, but everywhere she went, tragic things happened. And funnily enough, Valentino was always at the place where these things had happened. Whenever Heather tried to confront him, Valentino hypnotized her, just like he did with me and Matthew making her lose track of time. Heather also claims that she sometimes hears Valentino talking with someone in the middle of the night. And in tears, Heather admitted she thinks her son is not from this realm. Now for me, well I guess at first it was hard to believe, but a lot of things made sense. The black eyes, the hypnotizing, controlling people's minds. Plus, I've seen enough to know she wasn't making any of it up. I asked her if there was any way to stop this, but she said the only way to stop it was if Valentino didn't realize it. I promised Heather I would help her one way or another before I left her house. And so, I left Heather's house. And I realized maybe the best thing to do was to talk to the pastor and so I headed to his house, but once there, his wife said that he was still ill, and so I wasn't allowed to go in. But I was desperate, and I didn't know what to do, and this is when I decided to sneak into the church to try to get some answers. The doors to the church were already open, and as I was heading to the church's library, someone had talked to me. Looking for ways to get rid of me, Evan? the voice said. I turned back to see Valentino standing a few meters away from me. His eyes were black. I'm not doing anything. I'm, I'm just trying to get some books. I tried to explain while I remembered Heather's words. The only way to get rid of him is if he doesn't expect it, which means I was screwed. You're curious, aren't you? I assume you know everything. Valentino said as his innocent voice changed into a more mature voice. At that moment, I was very afraid. You're not going to get away. You see, I'm not the only one in town who knows who you are. Valentino was furious after I said this. Unexpectedly, his appearance rapidly changed. Dark red skin, black eyes... Almost exactly as Heather described Valentino's father, minus the spiky things coming out of his back, and still with hair in a human shape. 
I tried to run away the moment I saw that, but quickly after this, Valentino ran towards me, grabbed me, and then pushed me to the podium where the pastor speaks. He stood there in front of me, and I looked up and noticed that he had a box of matches. He was going to try to burn the church with me still inside. But all of a sudden, everything changed, and I heard a couple of shots being fired. For a moment, I closed my eyes thinking that I had been shot. But then I heard Lawson, Donovan, Matthew, and Dominic calling my name and telling me to run to them. I opened my eyes and I saw Valentino, now in his human form, laying on the floor, bleeding out. He looked like he was hurt. Hell, he looked like he was dead. I stood up and ran towards my friends, but before that, I grabbed the box of matches out of Valentino's hand. My friends and I then ran out of the church while we were still keeping an eye on him, who was trying to crawl, fighting for his life, blood gushing out of his body. We noticed that there was a gasoline smell, which meant that Valentino had already poured gasoline all around the church. I don't know why I didn't notice it earlier. I told my friends to back off and then we proceeded to light a couple of matches to set the fuel on fire. We sat and stared for a minute as the church slowly went up in flames. And then all of a sudden, the church completely burst into flames. And at that moment, a screech could be heard all over town as Valentino burned. This is when people got out of their homes and noticed what was happening. My friends and I ran into the woods so we couldn't be seen. Donovan snuck to his house and put his father's gun back in its place. And I just remember being so lucky they had decided to follow Valentino that day, after Matthew managed to convince Donovan there was something strange about him. People came to try to help extinguish the fire, and our firefighters tried their best too but it was too late for the church in Valentino. And that's when people started asking questions. My friends and I said we've heard Valentino saying he wanted to pull a prank by setting a small fire in the church. And Heather backed us up, saying that he had been problematic, tried to do something similar before. And this stopped any further investigation from happening. Some people said that they had heard shots, but we're so deep into the woods that it was probably the hunters hunting. After that night, everything was normal again. The pastor got better. No other kids or adults were hurt. And the church was eventually reconstructed. And Shadow Hills was back to normal. Heather decided to stay in town and married one of the pastor's sons. And she told him the truth. But only my friends, Heather and her husband, and I, know the truth. And this all happened many years ago, but, you know, sometimes, I wonder if Valentino's father managed to have any more children. And if so, are they trying to hurt people too? I hope we never experience anything like this again. But I feel insecure knowing there might be more Valentinos around the world.